Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, March 18th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the details on what's happening at the House GOP retreat. Number two, the latest on punishing Russia. And number three, a new spot by Katie Britt, Senator Shelby's former chief of staff, who's running to replace him. All right, Jake, you tee it up. I think you've got a little bit of a mea culpa this morning. Yeah, I guess it's a mea culpa for sure. Um, Yesterday, I think people thought we were a bit glib about the increase in the MRA, the office budgets. Let me be abundantly clear. Uh, We believe at Punchbowl News that members of Congress pay their staff way too little. This is a long-running problem on Capitol Hill. Uh, The point we were trying to make is that MRA funding goes to all sorts of office expenses, Um, not suggesting that members of Congress shouldn't pay their staff more, which obviously uh, you and I have been talking for, God, Anna, years about how members of Congress misspend MRA funds and should be should be uh, paying their staff more. Um, uh, with that 21% increase, members of Congress, um, frankly, should pay their staff more, need to pay their staff more. This is a problem not with any party, but with an institution. And Anna, as you and I always say, like, uh, it's not what's what's illegal that's that's most that's wrong all the time. It's what's legal and and uh, members of Congress. Um, uh, I think the Hill. I think we both think the Hill has been underpaid for a very long time. Absolutely, something we're going to be following too in terms of uh, what do members do with their big increase? Yeah, where we do will, they spend it? And I think that if you, you feel like you're not get, if, if if you're if member if staff don't feel like it's going to the right things, we are more than happy to report on that as well. As as you and I, we've been writing for years about people spending money in stupid ways, and we'll continue to we'll continue to to cover members of Congress spending money in very stupid ways because we're sure they're going to keep doing it. All right. Uh, With that, let's move on to the number one story of the morning. What's happening at the GOP House retreat? We're in Philadelphia with the Democrats and now we'll be uh, in Florida next week. Yeah, uh, Pontevedra Beach, Florida, Anna. Um, we have our, our Pontevedra Beach Bureau. They're getting ready for us. Um, uh, so at the House Republican retreat, a uh, couple interesting speakers. Newt Gingrich, who has been an unofficial advisor to a bunch of speakers since he left the speakership in uh, uh, after his run. He, As we all know, Gingrich led the 1994 Republican Revolution. He is somebody that has kind of hung around House Republican politics for a long time. He'll be speaking. Condoleezza Rice also will be joining the group by Zoom, a close friend of Kevin McCarthy's, um, um, and a bunch of other folks um, across the board. David Fife, an expert on China, Joe Lonsdale, the co-founder of Palantir, um, and some pollsters, David Winston, Myra Miller, Dave Sackett, and B.J. Martin. Uh, this is a retreat organized by the House Republican Conference Chair, Elise Stefanik. This is her first retreat. I remember the last retreat. Uh, was run by Liz Cheney, uh, Liz Cheney of um, former House Republican Conference chair fame. Uh, uh, this is Stefanik's show, obviously, along with Kevin McCarthy, the the Republican leader. Um, interestingly enough, members of Congress will be there. Will be a night of member music, a bunch of violins. I did not know Rick Crawford, Rick Crawford of Arkansas has a band. Andrew Clyde's wife is a symphony violinist. She'll be playing, as will Ashley Hinson, who also plays the violin. So we have a lot of violining. Wow. Anna, I, uh, I'm looking forward uh, to it. But I do think And also, 
Also, one one more person I forgot, Vivek Ramaswamy, an entrepreneur who wrote Woke Inc. Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam, um, will also be speaking at the retreat. So uh, any thoughts on any issue here, Anna, uh, with the Republican retreat that you will actually be at as well? I will be. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think the question I have, right, is... These retreats, you know, we, we talked about the Democratic retreat as being a moment when they were kind of coming out of a, a tough week. What's the future of the party in terms of going into the midterms? I think for Republicans, the thing that I'm most interested to see is, you know, they seem like they're on the path toward the majority, but what are the issues or what are the things that they are going to latch onto that are going to potentially define them, uh, potentially coalesce them, you know, beyond just being pro-Trump or being, it's you know, in, when you're in the minority, I think everybody, it's, it's a little bit of an easier task to be against things. But what, what are the things that are going to really, you know, kind of motivate Republicans in their, you know, in their new potential majority? Is it investigations? Is it other things? That's the thing that I think will be interesting to see if any of that comes out of this retreat. Yeah, you know, I think they'll be hesitant to say too much, Anna, obviously, um, because uh, uh, they're going to want to play it safe, to be frank with you. Uh, I think that's that is, you know, McConnell, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader who will will have a conversation with on March 31st. You should RSVP. Um, He's been hesitant to put out a retreat, an agenda rather, because their view is like, what the hell do we need to put out an agenda for? We let the Democrats kind of speak for themselves and and see where the chips fall. And I think, listen, McCarthy is much more of a, um, how do I put this in a in a fair and 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 accurate light? I mean, he he like he views himself as an ideas person. Uh, uh, I will let others determine whether they view him as an ideas person. Uh, he has these task forces, which he kind of did last year. Uh, he uh, uh, he put people together to put a a uh, an agenda together, and 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 that's something that that they'll talk a lot about. So they don't have the president, obviously. Last time the Repu- the the president spoke at a, a opposition retreat was in 2010. Barack Obama spoke at the House Republican retreat and fill in. Uh, Baltimore. Um, uh, so it's been a while since the opposition uh, president spoke at a retreat. But anyway, this will be an interesting, interesting gathering again in Florida. Last year was in Orlando. This year we are headed to North Florida to Ponte Vedra Beach. My first time. Looking forward to it. All right, let's. Yeah, I've not been to. I've not been to. And by the way, uh, some great golf in Ponte Vedra Beach. I don't. I don't imagine. I don't, I don't imagine any Republican members will be playing golf. They're going to be hard at work. All right, number the number two story of the morning. Uh, how is Congress trying to punish Russia? The efforts continue. Um, and really looking this morning in Punchbowl News AM about why Congress could be stuck on the oil ban. Yeah, this is interesting. So uh, this is kind of complicated. This is the White House and just like a lot of competing priorities. So the on the House passed a bill to rescind favored trade status with Russia and Belarus uh, while punishing human rights violators. The ha- the Senate, this, by the way, that passed in the House 424 to 8. Eight Republicans voted against it, um, mostly over concerns, and I'm not going to get too much into the details here, mostly over concerns over um, uh, pro 
anti-abortion issues is, is what their their issue was on this. But anyway, the, uh, Mike Crapo, the re- ranking Republican on the Finance Committee, wants to amend the House bill with a more comprehensive pas- package that not only rescinds permanent trade relations, normalized trade relations, but also bans Russian oil imports. This, in his view, tracks closely to a bipartisan agreement that he that was cut between the Ways and Means and Finance Committee. Um uh, the House already passed legislation to ban Russian oil imports, but there's just a lot of issues at play here. The White House wants to maintain flexibility. Um, Joe Manchin doesn't even believe that Congress needs to pass an oil import ban. He says Congress passed, uh, the president did it already. He has the authority. What are we doing? Um, he also has issues. He thinks 45 days is too long. I mean, 45 days from the passage of the legislation. Um is when the oil import ban would go into go into place, and and the Senate leadership has been hesitant to pass a bill because they say Biden has the authority, and he already did this. So, um, just a lot of issues at play here. I mean, passing more legislation um, uh, on Russia, Ukraine is going to be a bit difficult. Uh, and it's kind of a power struggle in a sense, right? I mean, it's a power struggle between the White House, Capitol Hill, all these folks that need to, that are trying to get their, you know, again, Biden wants flexibility. The Hill wants to clamp down. And also, I mean, the Hill wants, wants action, right? I mean, you just, to me, it just shows another area where the Hill, both Republicans and Democrats are trying to be. And, and one of the few things that they can on a lot of th- things that they can actually coalesce on. I mean, here where you have the Hill wanting to take action in, in large in large factions. So it's going to be interesting to see, I think, too, you know, is this the end of, of this or is this just the kind of the beginning of where the Hill tries to assert itself when it comes to Russia? All right. The number three story of the morning, Katie Britt, Senator Richard Shelby's. Former chief of staff, of course, he's the Republican from Alabama who is retiring. She's now running for his seat and has a new spot featuring her husband, Wesley Britt. Yeah, Wesley Britt was the captain of the University of Alabama um, uh, football team, a uh, a longtime, uh, and Katie Britt's a longtime figure in Alabama politics. Now, uh, a few interesting thoughts, Britt. Wesley Britt is trying to use his his time in uh, playing for the the University of Alabama and uh, in the NFL had a brief career, I think a three season career in the NFL. Um, And he says no one is tougher than his wife, Katie. Katie is Katie Britt has been playing up being a female candidate in a, uh, a state where the rest of the candidates are male. That would be chiefly the Trump endorsed Mo Brooks, who, by the way, Trump is is getting a little bit nervous about. It's interesting, Anna, just as a side note, you know, Trump endorsed Brooks. Now that Brooks is flailing about, Trump world is putting out the, putting out the word that he might, and, and via our friend David Drucker of the Washington Examiner, Trump told him that he might actually ditch his endorsement of, of Mo Brooks. Well, because he's got to keep endorse- his, his, uh, his record intact. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's easy to have a great endorsement record when, when your candidate doesn't do well and your endorsement doesn't land the way you want, he switches candidates. Anyway, uh, our friend Burgess Everett of Politico um, has Good story. Uh, a, 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 alongside uh, Natalie Allison, both of Politico, has a story that that Shelby's going to pour in millions to the Alabama race to try to um, uh, try to help Katie Britt. He says, I'm going to give it all away sooner or later. I'm going to help her transfer it to a super PAC. He said he uh, Brit is doing well right now. Mo Brooks is dropping. Um, 
you'll remember uh, Richard Shelby has been very famous for very many years in the in the Senate Republican conference for having just piles and a piles war chest, of money. A war chest of money. Yeah, I mean he's he's had he's had millions of dollars right now. I mean he's retiring. Right now on hand he has a whopping 9.664 million dollars. <laughs> that is just a lot of money. Part of that was you know, he's he's been in, in in the Senate for a very long time before that he was in the House, actually switched from Democrat to Republican in 1994. Um part of that was to fend off primary attacks for many years in Alabama, but now he's retiring. Um he's in his 80s. He's going to give according to this Burgess story, a great Burgess story with Natalie Allison, he's going to give it to Katie Britt to help her win that seat. All right. With that, happy Friday. I hope you all have happy a Friday wonderful is right. weekend. This week feels like it was a year in some ways in terms of the twists and turns. But we appreciate you sticking with us and listening to The Daily Punch. Please share with your friends. You can leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.